What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Ringside Chatter. I am your host, that guy Shadow, with Scowls and McDuster. What's going on, guys? I gotta take this thing off. <laughs> What's going on, man? How about you? How's your weekend going? Holy shit, boys! It's been a week already. We're not even. This is a crazy week. It's only been four, five days, actually, because they started yeah. on Tuesday. Wait. But okay, this, well, season, this season feels like it's already in full swing. First and foremost, our background is the man of the hour that's leading the NHL in goals right now with back-to-back hat tricks, Austin Matthews. Shout out to Joey Furry from Twitter for this beautiful image. Yeah, I mean, it's, beautiful. it's only happened five times in history that somebody's got a hat trick in the first two games of an NHL season. Yeah, the most yeah. recent time was in 2017-2018 with um, Ovechkin. And before that, it happened three times in the same season, but in 1917. So that should just show how hard it is to do that, to open up a season. That's a pretty incredible company, too, I would say. <coughs> like Ovi. So, Sandy. when we have, we, we have Ovi. Speaking of Ovi right now, with Matthews, the way he can get to any part of the ice and create room for himself and get those goals off, where Ovi's known for, like, his spot, where the one-timer's coming. Everyone always knows it's going to come, but it, he still manages to get it off. If Ovi was able to create space like Matthews was, would he be absolutely shattered Gretzky's record already, do you think? I think so. I think if he has more versatile in spots, yeah. Yeah, but like going, with that being a great player, before Scales goes on the subject, with that being said, though, Obi shoots from one spot, and they still can't slow him down. One hundred percent, because his teammates though are yeah. like his yeah, teammates Sammy. are able to get that puck around. One sec, Sammy Duster is actually a buddy of mine in real life that I've actually met, hung out with. So, yes, he's from Canada. What's going on, Sammy? If My kids Ovi, beat him up. No, I'm just kidding. If Ovi was not the player that he was to start his career, where he would be more focused on trying to control the entire game instead of scoring himself, mm-hmm. I think he could have had it a lot sooner. Yeah. I mean, even the way he's going now, it's still crazy to believe that we can see it the next. We can see it this season potentially, but probably midway next season we see that record broken. What did he need to start the season? I think he was seventy something away. Yeah, I think it was seventy four goals away. Okay, so realistically, it would be a season in about twenty games in. Realistically, yeah. I think. Uh... I'm mistaken. I'm pretty sure I've heard uh, some sports sites saying that like they're having betting odds like over under November next year. Well, if he goes on an absolute heater, which we've known Obi to do, it's not impossible. Not at all. This man just needs to essentially score one goal every game. No, if he he would just essentially need to do it eighty five percent in eighty five percent of the games. Yeah, 
Well, I didn't start off right away, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, Pat. I've been watching the hockey game, my guy. That's uh, what Saturdays are for, Pat. Hockey. Um, what was my train of thought here? Sorry. Um, we were talking about how many games it would take him. No, I was saying something else. It's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll remember. What's your but, biggest takeaway from this week? Austin, Austin Matthews is a god. Personally, no, I think it's not over over or undervaluating your team in the first move. five games. It's been kind of sloppy hockey, no defense right now, really. I was going to say, my biggest takeaway right now is there's no defense across the league. No. Is there <sighs> no defense, or have they just changed the way the game is played and open up the scoring? You, you could be right on your part, too. Like, goaltending, too, like, is down. Well, ha- goaltending seems like they're not even finding their form right now, it seems. Yeah. Have they – did they adjust the size of the equipment in the offseason? Nothing has changed from my knowledge. Not, I, not that I know of either. Okay. Because that could be a big difference that people don't. I mean, we had years like this. We've seen it in the past. Where last year we had some good, like, high-scoring games, but like this year, it seems like that. Like you look across the board, like even even Vancouver putting up eight on Edmonton, who is arguably Canada's greatest odds of winning the cup this year. I don't know. After two games, it might be the Leafs. No, we don't say that around here, sir. Oh, uh, are we sure about that? With all the Leafs fans, I mean, you guys, certain people at uh, Leaf fans think they won the cup after they win a game. Hey, we win our cup every time we beat Montreal. Yeah. Leave us alone. Yeah. That's like the Cowboys fans. Also, can we talk every about that? Be for, the Giants. One, for one second, <laughs> can we talk about how stupid the schedule is? Toronto and Montreal open the season up against each other. And now they don't play again till March. How many times do they play? They don't play till March. They're not. They're not playing again till March 9th. How many times do they play this year? One and then two. That's it. Yeah, I think it's two, and they might end the season against each other. But yeah, the next time they play is March 9th. Like who made up this fucking schedule? Ever since they went to like the balanced scheduling as opposed to the division heavy where you saw mm-hmm. your division teammates four or five times a year. It's the schedule like this is the, like, it's just weird. Cause the Rangers had that with yeah. the devils last year. They played once in October and then twice in April. Like and it, it's just dumb in my world. And I've had this conversation with Dusty in the past. And I think I've had it with you when you were doing VG scheduling, <laughs> Every team should play each other once, home and away. That wraps up sixty-two or sixty-four games there, and then spread the other twenty throughout division. That's what they do now. That's the scheduling. Mm-hmm. That's right? why like, you. That's why you only have teams play three or four times a year. Yeah. Can we mute Sammy for five seconds, please? <laughs> we don't talk about the Boston Bruins around here, Sammy. 
when I did the VG scheduling, I liked where you played the opposite conference, the opposite division twice, and then you played one division in the conf- opposite conference, and then you played your division mostly. Like that was that's what I like because you want to keep the opposite conference to the cup finals. You want to make it special. If you have them play twice a year throughout everybody, you're already seeing the matchup. And Rangers, Mikey, those are the two favorites on the pod. Uh, you you I, have no, that, but I, I, I can I can agree there. Like I like I like the East playing the East, the West playing the West, and maybe a couple of road trips here or there kind of thing. And then it makes that final so much more special because these teams haven't seen each other. And it it helps it helps with the travel for the teams. Like you don't have teams traveling over 31,000 miles a year for to play all these West Coast teams if you're on the East Coast and vice versa. Your thoughts on this, with that, though? My, my thing is that the NHL struggles so much to market their stars. And if you take away someone like Connor Bedard from the original six matchups, Boston, Rangers, Toronto, Montreal, those are all massive markets, and they're not going to play each other. You don't really be able to market a star, just like McDavid, right? Like that's what they're trying that, to make the money off. That, that's just fair getting them in every like, building. That that is that that's a good point because like the NFL, NBA, they market their stars way differently, mm-hmm. right? The NHL, out of the two market, the big markets or the three markets in North America, being MLB, NBA, and the NFL, the NHL is the smallest in comparison. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, right. It, it, it's crazy. Okay, okay, Sammy, be safe tonight. But like, I see your point with the marketing. But I raise you with the fact that okay, let let's take the marketing out of it. You imagine Connor McDavid or or Bernard or Matthew showing up against another star in the West in the in the Cup final. How much more draw power that is? Since you don't see it that often. I still think you'd still see it even more because this is when you're playing games that actually matter. Playoff games matter a lot more in regular season games. So before we actually get into like topics tonight, I have one more question for you guys. Let's eliminate conferences in general here for a minute. Let's just let's suspend this conference bullshit. Run the format of the playoffs: one v sixteen, two v fifteen, three v fourteen. Would you guys agree that that would make some interesting matchups for the Cup? Oh, yeah. That would make a lot of fun. It would make traveling a nightmare, but wait, wait it. If you – are you still having the <laughs> conferences and divisions for scheduling purposes? And for scheduling purposes, based the off of that? and the divisions would be there for scheduling only. Yeah, but you can run it like an NCAA. And where the yeah. top four – and then you'd have like the top four teams be the division winners? Yeah, like you can still do that, but like you could run it as an NCAA style turn, like playoff, where the top yeah. seed faces the lowest seed possible. Yeah, I think that would make for That'd good. That'd be uh, fucking interesting. It yeah. would, and, and and to eliminate the whole, well, you know, you could also for the Cup final, you could find a neutral ground to play it in. I've actually always kind of wondered that, like Stanley Cup final. What about having it in a different city, like hosting it like the Super Bowl does? Right. 
right? Like, I think that'd be that'd be crazy having a neutral site every year for the cup final. One hundred percent, it would be because uh... a. But think about it like this: Let's say Arizona hosts the Stanley Cup final. That's bringing more money to their venue that they absolutely need. You mean the arena of five thousand people? But this is my point: <laughs> is if you had places like that hosting the Stanley Cup final, you're bringing in outside teams because you know your team ain't probably going to make it there. Mm-hmm. You have revenue from around the world, or at least North America, coming in, spending money in your town. It brings a, a whole new revenue to each city, which would benefit that team and NHL as a whole. Think about it as like in a wrestling uh, world, WrestleMania style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, but my counter to that is the Super Bowl. It's one day. WrestleMania yeah. is two. Right. The cup final would be over 14. Correct. But you can condense that because the 14 is only there because of the travel. You can condense that to a 10-day period. Yeah, but if... Yeah. All right, like if you, you keep them all on the same... Yeah, but then... You can play back-to-back. It's not like no. one team has an advantage when you do you'd back-to-back. You'd have to, you'd have to do two... You'd have to do two places. Two neutral sites? Yeah. Okay. Like that's... I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you can do one because then you're gonna have one team as the home team one night, and then game three the next night, it's the other team. Like you could run it like an Olympic tournament style too, where you know it doesn't matter who's home and who's away. You got the, the mixed crowd anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it the, it matters for the line changes. So that okay, fair. You can and, just make one team a home team, one team not. Right. Like they did in the bubble. I mean. Hypothetically, the bubble proved to be the most efficient playoff hockey we've ever seen. Correct. Right? Like, but you also had what, 24 teams in the mix for that cup? Yeah, when you count the playing round, yep. I think the playing round's fucking great. Was it 24 or was it 20? I I don't remember the whole logistics of it, but like, having a play in style. For the wild cards, dude, that'd be great. Instead of team missing out by one, they have a chance See, of one playoff game, one play-in game, kind of like the MLB style, to get into that first round. See, basketball yeah. does it now with the play-in, where one through um, six is in, and then seven plays ten, and eight plays nine. And then you have the winner of the... Um, no, I forget. It's weird Either how way, they do it. it because it, they have the is, loser of the other team, of the other game, still has a chance to get, like, it's weird. Gary Bettman in the NHL is trying to make a money as a whole, right? Because they're always looking for revenue. Play-in style would do that. Yeah, I Three-game wild card. Kind of I mean, I wouldn't mind those. it. Shorten the season to 60 games. The season to 60. No. They want to extend have, it, though. Then you have that 20 games play-in to mess around with. Like the 20 games that's left. Okay, maybe not 60. Maybe 65. But you don't go over 65. 65 or 66 games in a season. Boom, done. There you go. 
mm-hmm. that gives you what 132 points per season maximum yeah nobody shatters that record at the time anyway so that's fine what see that's another su- I want that's another subject for another day I want to talk about the point system what I think they should do to fix it well, maybe by the end of the show we can mm-hmm. what's the first topic of the night we've just been rambling for 17 minutes so thank you guys for listening to that <laughs> what do we have oh. for the first topic did we, did we have any topics set the Babcock <laughs> topic you're still on this with him I, I mean why not I mean what I read the other day where you're scratching a player and then to play him one shift in the entire game in his hometown. Oh, Chris Chelios? Yeah, that's kind of garbage, especially to a guy like Chelios. I didn't really look into it. I don't know when that was in his career. Was that That was the outdoor game. It was the outdoor game in his final season. So that would have been like, what, 2015? No, he was with the Leafs then. So it would have been like 2012 to 2014, somewhere in there. Would you say Chelios was with the Leafs? No, Babcock. Oh, Babcock, yeah. It was probably in... uh, I'm pretty sure it was that game. Remember the game they played at Michigan? I think it was Detroit versus Chicago. Because it must have been at Wrigley. It might have been. Or it could have been... Could have been the one against Toronto. I I don't think it was the Madhouse. The one at Michigan Stadium with 100,000 people? Yeah, I don't think it was the Meadows. Yeah, that was when, like, Brian Burke was GM. That's crazy. Right? That was a while ago. So, subject matter that just popped up on my screen. What's your takes on the, the NHL Pride tape being banned and stuff from the league? So, about that. They can't actually ban the tape. Yeah. No, they can't. Per the rules no. of the per the rules that are written in the bylaws, players can put whatever color tape they want on their stick. Yeah. Okay, but what And okay. it doesn't necessarily say that it needs to be solid colors. So they could do what they want. In okay. regards to the jerseys and what they do with that, it's bullshit. Listen. I believe that hockey is for everyone. It is. Mm -hmm. And because some players decided last season that they weren't going to participate, that should have been perfectly fine by the NHL. And it should have been perfectly fine by fans because everybody's allowed to express themselves. And if they don't believe in something, you should leave it alone. That's not your place to correct somebody's Mm -hmm. belief system. 100%. Now, I agree agree with that. What hurts me is now because these players took a stand against the Pride Night stuff, etc. Not only did we lose Pride Night, we lost Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We lose Military Appreciation Night because now they're just wiping everything out because of one thing. And so do you know how many players it actually was that actually said something and said they weren't to do this? Seven. Why are we? Why is the league changing all these policies for seven players? You have seven hundred players in the such league, a and small only seven percent. Seven seven players complained, and we changed the whole NHL just for them. 
So 0.10 of the percentage of the NHL complained. 0.10, not 10%. 0.10. Yeah. So not even a and one we're just changing percent. the whole league around for this. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't believe in pushing beliefs on anyone else, and everyone has free to be what they want to be. But they still deserve If someone doesn't want to participate, fine, don't participate. If someone does want to participate, then feel free. Right. Make like, everyone feel that's welcome. That's crazy. In the building. For me, I find it extremely annoying. I'll use that word. Just be political. Because, so, taking the pride step out of this, like I said, they've eliminated all these other nights and months and stuff, right? Now, we, me and you personally know Kyle, a.k.a. Fat Sexy. We all know that October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, means something huge to him. Mm-hmm. He can't go and do what he does every year because of the 0.10% of these NHL players that decided we don't want to do it. So instead of yep. celebrating the people around him, he can't now. What did so, he? What did he do? His, I'll, I'll tell you off screen. Yeah. Okay. But you know what I mean. And then, what, what? What about all these military vets that we all are supposed to be appreciative of and everything? We can't support them at our national sport anymore because of this. So they they do do a segment at the game though for them. Is it the heroes thing? Like I was at, I was at the homeware there on Thursday or Wednesday. Well, I know that they do. Remember, remember back. But I mean, at, like, there's no more yeah. jersey appreciations, and so the whole thing with the jerseys is they should allow the player to decide if they want to wear it or not, and just be just end it with that. And it's only for pregame skates. It's not even for right. It's not a regular game. game. Thing. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. With all due respect, and this might be a little political, the NHL moved away from all these political stances. Okay. What I'm having a f- hard time digesting right now, and it's there's nothing wrong with what's happening. Well, there's plenty wrong with what's happening. But if the NHL was bowing out of all these political views... They should not have addressed what's happening overseas right now. 100%. They did? Yeah. Bunch of NHL teams have. I don't know if the NHLPA released something, but well, I the know NHL bunch of NHL The NHL said something on themselves. Interesting. Interesting. But my point is if you're going to move yourself away from all of these matters, you shouldn't be going on to the next one. Just disassociate and move on. If it's just hockey, let's play just hockey. Mm-hmm. That's why it's making it more and more obvious what it was actually for. Yeah, but I digress. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, so let's uh, move off of this. Um, we mentioned his name already. We haven't even talked about his first game. Of uh, Connor Bedard, I didn't really see any of it, but I heard he got an assist, so that's good. He's got a goal too. He's got a goal against Boston. I mean, I loved that. I'm not gonna lie. When I found out he scored against Boston, I'm like, yes, it wasn't us. 
Because, you know, that, that's what always happens against the Leafs. We always get the milestones against us. Oh, 100%. Just like tonight. Rossi. Yeah. yeah. It never fails. We always have somebody hit a milestone against us. So, let's hear for the Rangers side. Well, what's your takeaway after? Is that, what, your second game today, right? Scott, is that the Rangers' first game or second game tonight? Second. We have okay. no mic. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But no, we wait for Scott okay. to come back with the Ranger report. Can you hear me now? Yes. There we go. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's the second game. They are one and one. They won the first game against Buffalo and lost the second game against Columbus. Mm-hmm. My takeaway so far from the team is they're going to be a gritty team this year. Very. But yep. they are going to – it's going to take a lot of teamwork. You're not going to be able to have that one person shine. It's going to take a whole team effort for this team to be good. Are, are they missing players? Mm-hmm. Like, I know they're missing players, obviously, because we know where they went. But is the team chemistry missing the likes of Tarasenko and Kane right now? No. No, I don't think so. I, I think it's just the fact that they need to, because um, they brought up uh, Cooley, so he's a rookie this year. They, um, I mean, tonight they they were not they were without uh, Lindgren, so that's a big key on the defense. So that right. changed how we played our game because the first game we blocked um, twenty four shots in the first game, and it was yes. a big, big um, key to the penalty kill and. We took over the game with all of that. The, the issue so, tonight was they missed a lot, of, uh, a lot of shots. They took over almost 80 shot attempts, and only 40 of them were on net. That were The rest of them were either blocked or missed the net. Yeah. So I watched the first game. I didn't watch the other one. I watched the game against <clears> Buffalo, and I thought they played pretty well against Buffalo. And like you said, they're very, they're going to be a very physical team to play against. You're not going to go in and play against the Rangers and it be an easy game where you go into the boards, they're not, they're going to hit you. Jacob Truba, still very jealous. Thought he got, he got a goal. He had a goal. He had a goal in the first game. Yep. And what's, he hasn't even had one of those big hits that we've seen throughout the league so far this season. He hasn't no, had one yet. That belongs to uh Buffalo player there. Um, Rasmus Dalene? Dalene, yeah. What yeah, a fucking a hip hit. check that kid laid. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> he went full NHL 24. That was a yeah. thing of fucking beauty. I don't even care. I don't even like the kid, but holy shit. Him, you so, had Ovi with the big hit. Earlier, um, the other night, last night, tonight you had Ryan Reeves. That was a big hit. Cool. Clean. And then a good fight after too. Like it was a very clean hit. So, oh, okay, you brought up fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let these freaking players take off their helmets. Let's have a I real agree. fight. Yeah. Because they're gonna break their hands more than hitting the helmet than anything else. Oh, exactly. I wouldn't I'm imagine punching a helmet would feel good. Look. I know we're, I'm jumping back on the Leaf conversation for a second. Ryan Reeves set that tone tonight. 
he's yeah. letting everybody in the league know that Toronto's not going to sit there and just get pushed around like we have in previous years. I so first game I saw I I was watching and William Nylander was actually throwing a couple of hits and I was like I was in shock. Yeah, and then you also seen Maddie and Marnes jump in on a yeah. scrap. A scrap, yeah. Like they didn't do that previously. Like they got a whole never. new confidence. I mean, Simmons came to do that and never did. Reeves yeah. first two first two fights of the season. He's already got two and two. Yeah. He's setting that tone that don't worry, boys, play hockey. I got you. The whole thing with uh, Simmons though is he was he's past his prime. Like it's not. Yeah. He he was known for that when he was younger. He now was he was crying, just yeah. right, but that's what they thought of him old. before. But he never did it. Is my point? Yeah. But he wasn't. I don't. I don't feel Wayne Simmons had that like that fear like Ryan Reese did though. Like I'm sure the Rangers miss Reeves. I mean, they traded him away last year. I wish they never did. I like his physicality. Yeah. Like he likes, he loves those big hits. Is that going to cost your team at times? A hundred percent it will. He's going to go throw that big hit and he's going to miss and the puck's going to go up the ice. And as long as he doesn't red miss like Kadri, I think we'll be fine. When you have a guy that plays like that, though, you are going to have that odd time that he is going to throw a questionable hit. Scals, do you have the the NHL or EA NHL simulator uploaded on here for what we what I posted in our conversation? There's a couple things I want to talk about in there. While we're while we're while we're talking about that, wait, because I'm pretty sure he's got to load them. Um, Dusty, you brought up. What am I bringing the, up? The EA simulator stuff stats that I put in the chat. It was the other day. It's like their simulation for the season, where it's going, who, yeah. and what. But, Duster, while we're on the subject, I'm bringing up Poppy because he's on red, red hot right now. He's got goals against everybody, but he owns the Montreal Canadiens. 100%. I think uh, you saw my tweet today about that, actually. I did. I replied to someone that, Matthew's 26 goals against the Habs is equal to uh, Cole Caulfield's career high of 26. Which is crazy. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think, okay, first off, did you guys expect the first five days? Okay, so this picture right here, okay? Can you see Jersey and Edmonton meeting in the final? No. It, it bugs the shit out of Scouts that they're crowned champions this year. I'll tell you that right now. I completely missed I this when you it. posted this. Um, I don't like the fact that the Rangers are playing the Devils in the first round again. That's what irks me. I don't like the and fact that the Buffalo fact, takes us out in the first round. Exactly. That was the, that was my next thing. Is I don't think Buffalo is that good to stop your team from scoring the way they are scoring now. If they keep this up throughout the entire year. I don't think Buffalo has the defense to deal with it or the firepower to score against it. 
That's just my yeah, take on Buffalo. It's, it's going to dry up. I Buffalo. Oh, we'll hit that tonight. We're not scoring for three or four games. Buffalo is. I think they're going to be the scary team in the Atlantic. You don't know what one hundred percent what they are yet. The underdog story is always an interesting one. Exactly. Storylines of it. So, EA simulation, based off. We zoom in on that. I think he has to save it to bring it up on big screen. But these simulations, based off what's all there, none of us were far off in our preseason predictions of the, the divisions. I have it written down. So let's see. I had seven out of the teams in the East. You had seven. uh, Dusty had seven out of eight teams. And Shadow had six out of eight. Yeah, see... And that's just and us going off. My cat makes the, a debut on the show. For um, the West. Wow. I had six. Shadow had six. Dusty with four, with three. No, Shadow with Ooh. three. Dusty had six. That's Sorry. still not bad, though. Ooh. Like for my West guesses though, it wasn't. It, mine were just throwing the fan, but that's still like in the East. We predicted the East pretty accurately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was. It's pretty scary how close we actually were to what this has done. Now here's your top ten point scores this year. I mean, the one that the one that interests me the most in this list. Number seven? Yeah, it's seven. Tage. But that goes back to Dusty's point that Buffalo, we don't know their identity yet. Tage had an unbelievable year last year. I know, and he's already had a great start to this season, too. Yeah. That's that's literally the only one on that list that surprises me. Mm. Pedersen Mm. would be the other one for me. But it's still... Still 50 points behind McDavid. <laughs> I actually you know McKinnon kind of surprises me at four. No, Mm-mm. not with I him. Don't know, like... in like that, that line is still, yeah. yeah but... I wouldn't put them in this order, but so like, most of these guys don't surprise me on that list. Okay, I'm gonna look up something quick here. Something like, mm-hmm. you obviously know McDavid's gonna be top three every year he's playing. Just the way that goes. Mm-hmm. And these are the award winners. So how many how many uh one hundred point seasons do you think Ethan McKinnon's had? One. Two. What do you think? Oh, yeah, he had, had one. one. Yeah, he had one. <laughs> he had 111 points. That's his career high. And he had one year of ninety-nine in 2018-19. I was <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just I don't know if they see him as a force. I think he gets added to that list just because of his pedigree. 
Yeah. <clears throat> He's overrated in these games. <clears throat> but <clears throat> did you guys expect the NHL to kick off the way it has this year? With the goal scoring being <clears throat> excuse me, up yeah. like four hundred percent right now? No. I thought not at all. I I thought it'd be high scoring at the beginning of the season. I mean, I thought it would be high scoring, just not at the average we're getting. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting close. How do you guys, a lot of goals. How do you guys feel about McDavid's opening night getting blown out 8-1? I was a little shocked at that. I didn't like, especially by like Vancouver, but you have to think with uh, Vancouver coming out so bad last year, and then they had to fire uh, Bruce Boudreau, right? Yeah. So, and who who's the coach of Vancouver right now? I, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Rick Tockett, I think. Yeah, it is Rick Tockett. So with them having a training camp, you have to you have to know they are going to come out a lot better and. They do have talent like Quinn Hughes and Ederson. Ederson. And Bessie. Coming out with a four goal game. Yeah, yeah you know, Maddie gonna... goes out, puts up a hattie, and Besser's like, hold on. Hold yeah. my beer. <laughs> Hit it with the floor, yeah. Besser. So that's why uh, Matthews came out again, though. Oh, speaking of something that has, hasn't happened in history. Pittsburgh and uh, Washington played opening day, I think it was. Might have been second. No, it was opening day. Um, no, Pittsburgh opened up against... Uh, oh, no, no, no. It was no, last night. Last night. Sorry, it was last night this happened. Washington's home opener. First time in Washington's history. So, it's like 40 years now, something like that. Yeah. They have never been shut out in the first game of the season, Ever. And Pittsburgh shut him out last night. What was the score last night? Four nothing. Four nothing. Four nothing. Okay. I just thought that was interesting. I, I said, you know, you both know Laura's a huge Penguins fan. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care that the Penguins won, but let's keep Obi on a goal per game pace, okay? <laughs> like, let's do that. <laughs> so, is he. Like, is Washington losing what they used to be? Yeah, absolutely. I think I could see if Washington's in the basement dwelling come trade deadline, I could see OB potentially getting moved, which would shake up the NHL foundation. And that was actually going to be something else I was going to say, though, with that, though, like, so if they're always not moved, how much can that affect his record? Well, I mean, I don't think it affects the record at all because he just comes out with better teammates around him. No, but you gotta... he's not. But I said if he's not traded, oh, I don't think I... him doing no, it, I... him not doing it. No, I think he still keeps the same mentality. It's Ovi after all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's still an elite player. We still have to have elite guys that feed him the puck. Yeah, I like. I don't think they trade Ovi. But, I mean, it's not, like, the worst thing if they trade Ovi either. Because their team is getting old. They're not getting younger. Mm -hmm. It's just like Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, Latang, Crosby, and Malkin just beat out the 
the Yankee yeah. Yankee three for the longest trio in North American sports history. 18th consecutive season. The Yankees held the record at 17. Feel old yet? I do. It's not that I feel old. It's that's another record that the Yankees now have lost. <laughs> well, I mean, like feeling old. Like remember when Crosby coming into the league? I was I was my oldest son's age when Crosby came into the league. Like I remember, I remember him watching him at like watching him at the World Juniors, and like it's crazy to think that we've witnessed Crosby play for twenty years almost. Now. Mm-hmm. Like that's to me, that's crazy. Oh, so this is a a tweet out by Lance Horvey earlier. Sorry, back at the Revo thing. So the last time that a Toronto Maple Leaf has had two back-to-back fighting majors in consecutive regular season games. Hi, Domi. Fraser McLaren, April 18th and April 20th in 2013. I remember that guy. I remember watching with the Marlies and then the Leafs. So literally over 10 years ago, almost close to almost 11 years ago. I I don't want to say it like this, but both African-American men. Yeah. Was Fraser McLaren African-American? He was. Was he? Fraser McLaren, if I can remember. Oh, wait. wait no, I'm no, thinking of Mark Fraser. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm not racist. I just thought, I just, never mind. <laughs> You're good, Shadow. You're good. There's been a lot of people that played for the Leafs. Do we have a you live... Do we have a live score update on the Oilers Canucks game right now? Uh, last time I looked, it was one-one still, and Drysaddle has the goal for the Canucks, and it's not bo- uh, Besser for the Can- for the Drysaddle has the goal for the Oilers, and it's not Besser for the Canucks. It's hard. Words are hard. Right Besser now. stay that way, I tell you. <laughs> so yeah, it's one-one in the first. And it's uh, a shootout in Seattle right now. What's the score in the Seattle game? Uh, it was 1-1. One, one, one. One. That must have been a barn-burning game. One, so one. I, wanted to, I wanted to go back to the Canucks-Oilers first game, not the one that's on TV now. Um, the next morning, my son wakes up and asks what the score was. And I said it was 8-1 for the Canucks. And my son goes, well, why didn't McDavid or Dreisaitl do anything? I was like, you understand that a team is more than two players, right? <laughs> is it, though, with the Edmonton Oilers? <clears throat> yeah, the Edmonton McDreisaitls. Yeah, I don't know. Well, oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. That, that Vander King can play. Mm. Eh. I'm in. He plays yeah. so well, he's in debt. I'll put it that way. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I moved to Canada because he can escape it. Ooh. I said what I said. I Fuck you, Vander Kane. Piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't All care right. how much charity he does, doesn't make up for the piece of shit human being he is. Exactly. What else do we want to discuss tonight? Um what other subjects did we have on the table? We got carried away in the first 15 minutes, and I think that threw off the conversations tonight, but we're still talking hockey. This is what we do. 
I wanted to, what I brought up to you earlier in the week, what I think we should do every week is predict what we think our team's record is going to be for the following week. How does that work for the bye weeks that we get? Well, I mean, it's based off of... Well, your... I guess the bye weeks aren't a thing anymore because the All-Star break is that break now, right? No, they still get the five-day the five day off. But it's just... It's more essentially we're predicting our own team and you'll still predict the same amount of games. Okay. Before we do that for the week... Mm-hmm. Scouts, let me ask you before Christmas. So write these down. Before Christmas, what's your record? What are you thinking for the Rangers? All right, let me see how many games there are. Duster, you want to check how many games the Leafs have between now and Christmas? Uh, yeah. I don't still have my computer with me, boys. I'm sorry. Six, seven, eight, So the Rangers will have 32 games. Okay. So what's your record for the 32? Obviously counting in the two. I'm so trying to Record before Christmas. So I think the Rangers will be so we have 32 games. I think they're going to be 18, 11, and 3. Okay. So my prediction for the Rangers, I'll give you a prediction for the Rangers here. Come Christmas break, the Rangers will be 12, 15. Twelve and fifteen, that's twenty-seven. Right, so five. And then five, yeah. Okay. Duster, what's your predictions for the Rangers by Christmas? So how many you said how many games? There's thirty Rangers have thirty two. Uh thirty two. I'm gonna say seventeen. Uh Seventeen, holy fuck, math. All right. <laughs> uh, so seventeen, seven, and then what would that leave? Seven, eight. So, yeah, seventeen, seven, and eight. Okay, and the Leafs have thirty-one games. We're already up two. Or is that? Counting is that counting? That's counting. Yep, it's counting the two wins. So I'll say the Leafs go 16, 10, and whatever the remainder is, there's seven. Dusty, Uh, I'm gonna say 14, 14, 15. It's 29. Three? Three? Yeah. Yeah, three would make 30. No, two. 14, 15, and two. Yeah. So, for Toronto, 
I think they're going to be 17, 9, and 5. You could tell we've been hurt a lot by the leaves, huh? <laughs> yep. What do you think the record of Christmas break is going to be? Well, probably a losing one. <laughs> I'm going to cause them to get that trade, though. At least need that defenseman, I still think. So both of our teams play three games this upcoming week. Yeah, we play Monday, Thursday, Saturday, I want to say. Yep. Both of my our teams have the this same week, schedule. My prediction for the Leafs this week, 2-0-1. Oh, and one. Uh, I'm going to say 1-1-1. One, one, and one. And my prediction for the Rangers this week is going to be 2 0 1. 2 0 1. I like it. Oh, that's what we had to talk about, too. Uh, the contract signings of Shifley and Hellebuck. Oh, yeah. And then there's that other thing I wanted to talk about, too. Yeah. And then okay, yeah. what about the signings for the Buffalo players, the two defensemen? Who? Oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Rasmus, Rasmus Dalene. Dalene and Power. Oh, and Power. Owen Power. All right, well, let's right, talk, who do about we want the, to talk about first. Let's talk about the Jets first because I want to talk about Hellebuck. I don't think he's worth the money or the term for that matter. I think it's risky given a goaltender that long. Like, I get he's a very good goaltender, but it's a DPHO situation all over again. Goalies are voodoo every year. I don't like I don't like that I can't, the number makes a little bit of sense to me because Hellebuck's put on shows, mm-hmm. but the term doesn't. The term See, is three years too long, in my opinion. How many See, years is it for? Eight. Eight year term. Uh, yeah. No, I think there were seven. Were they? It was eight by eight point five by seven. I think. Was it eight point five by seven, or was it seven point five by eight? So. No, it was eight point five. Okay. Yeah. Either way, by seven, it's, right? it's three years too long for Hellebuck. Shifley, less money, perfect term. I think less. Yeah, I agree. Less money because he's great offensive. He's terrible defensively. Eight point five times seven. Yeah. yeah. Like the the term is perfect sense for Shifley because it's Shifley. You know, he came in as a, a, phenom- See, a phenom, kind of, but he's fizzled out so fast. The here's money- the thing for Shifley, though. I thought he was going to get traded before the trade deadline this year. Mm-hmm. He still could. That could still be a part of a, a bargain chip to somebody. No move. Yeah, but- yeah I don't think he has a... So, when many teams are going to have? Kevin Shevadeoff. So, he has... He has a modified no T- NTC right now. See, nope, that's never what mind. Winnipeg never mind. Up. Never mind. It's a full no move clause negotiated for this season as part of the extension that was just signed. Dude, that's where Shev they are fucked up. Because Winnipeg's not going to have a good season, and Shifley's yeah. going to be his lousy self, not forechecking, backchecking properly. Like, if. My my opinion is the eight year term for Shifley makes sense because no matter where he goes, he'll be a role player. They both were seven year deals for the same cost. 
Yeah. The money that. for Shifley yeah. is three million too much. Ooh, I think uh, he was at six point one two five. I would say, I would say yeah, yeah, yeah. No, would, he really six, only five, he increased. He was at two six one. So I feel yeah, that but even then, I still think he probably should have went to seven. He should have went to seven. Yeah, that's where I would have cut it off at. I don't think he's worth seven, but. That's my opinion on the kid. Okay, well then, what do you think of uh, Rasmus Dalines? I like it for Buffalo. I don't like it for any other team. Because Buffalo's lacked that star-studded defenseman for years. Yeah, but... They had Ristolainen. Yeah. Are you going to... Like, you're... You're giving him $11 million? Yeah, okay. I don't... The term was what eight years, wasn't it? Uh, I can tell you one second. Because I believe because he's a franchise tagged player, I think he gets five, six, seven, eight. Yep, eight. Yeah, because he's a franchise tagged player. Um, the term for a kid like Dalene makes a lot of sense to me. Eleven mil for a defenseman fucks a lot of teams up. Not just because of him. Like it doesn't matter about where if they move him or not. But in the market come next season for free agency, it's gonna shit all over every defenseman. Because every defenseman's gonna think they want that much money. I think it's when you're looking at it though, is when Okay, so you're seeing just Skinner. He's at nine million dollars, right? Yeah, I can but then you got Tage Thompson that's on, like, this is going to look like one of the, the Nathan McKinnon deal. $7.1 million for Tage Thompson. I mean, da- Dalene brings a huge body presence, as we, we witnessed the other night. Mm-hmm. But can he keep that pace? Like I said, and I'll say it again, I liked it for Buffalo. I don't like it for other teams. I don't like the power deal. How does a kid go from an ELC contract of 913000 for the season to $8.35 million? Yeah. Didn't Matthews and Martyr do that too? To be fair though, okay. man. There's a, difference between, there's a difference no, but, between Austin saying, Matthews it, and Owen Power Shadow. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> But what I mean, I'm saying, Marner shouldn't have gotten that. Regardless, that should not have I mean, happened for Marner either. Listen, Matthews, I can understand. That's Dusty knows one hundred percent deserving. Dusty knows I'm a huge Marner guy. Power, power, and even not so much. Even I said that Marner didn't deserve that money. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's just coming into that player that's making that money now, and fine, it works now. Still overpaid. Power, mm-hmm. it's because he was touted so high going into that draft. Yeah, but like they still had full <laughs> control. He was still gonna be like he was gonna be an RFA. Like they still had yeah. control of him. They could have easily done a bridge deal for two years. A show me bridge deal. Um, yeah, and then upped them up after that. 
like I don't watch a whole lot of Buffalo games, and I don't know how he has progressed, but I mean, even after these deals, they still have nine million in cap space this season. Well, even well, well that's what happens when you trade Eichel. Like Dalene yeah, got they... uh, a five million dollar raise. That's crazy. When, like, when you when you're looking I mean, at Dalene, are you putting them up with Eric Carlson and Drew Doughty? I mean, and Petrolandro. I, when I think of Dalene, I think of a Brett yeah. Burns. Well, he's at ten million Petrolandro, but. He's still up in that double-digit kind of defenseman, right? So, like, here's the thing with Buffalo right now. They have one, two, three, four, five, four, five, six, seven, eight players that are signed for at least the next two seasons after this one. Mm-hmm. One, two, three... They also have Victor Olsen off their books next year. Four four of them are 23 and under. You want to know, I'll tell you what what I think Buffalo's mentality is right now. What's the old mantra when it comes to sports, boys? You want to win. Defense wins what? Championships. That's Buffalo's mentality right now. Yes, but... They have their decor... Signed up for the next six plus years with Darlene Samuelson and Power. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that's what they're thinking. That Samuelson deal is going to look really good. Exactly. That's what's going to save them on their defense. Yeah. Because he's 4. locked 2. for the next six years at 4.3, essentially. Yeah. That's fair. And then, and then Connor Clifton for the next three years at 333. That's yeah. going to help their defense and help their contracts. And the fact that they still have the RFAs for Koji Haru and Bryson. Mm-hmm. So their decor is essentially set for the next three years. Now they just so, need to bring in some forwards. I mean, they have Skinner Thompson's cousin. I can Chuk. guarantee you. Those four are signed now, for the next Buffalo, year, and Benson. That kid's going to be good. If Buffalo shits the bed this year and doesn't make playoffs again, Skinner's gone. He can't. They'll move him. They They'll buy him out. He's gone. I guarantee well, it. They could do that, yes. But he has a full no-move clause on his entire contract. He'd have to waive it in order for them to be able to move him. And I don't know if he could do that in the NHL. You said Buffalo has nine million caps. Right they now, 8.7 <laughs> cap, cap space right now. So, just saying, throwing this out there because we talked about it, I think, on episode one. Uh, Patrick Kane's would, coming to Buffalo. That was already that's already been talked about, yeah. But there's that's also rumors with that. There's also rumors, there? there's also rumors he's going back to Chicago. And if he goes to Chicago and plays with Bedard. Whew, Nah, don't worry about help. it. Taylor Hall's there. He'll ruin him. Buffalo Charles has eleven. Injury. Buffalo has eleven million. I mean, uh, Chicago has eleven million in cap. 
There was all right. I, 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 these numbers are hurting my head. And Dusty, Chicago, you, uh, you had another subject you wanted to bring up. Hold on, Chicago has five, six, seven, seven draft picks in the first three rounds next year. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so Sorry, do you have that picture that which I sent to the group chat? The box picture <laughs> about the draft. I'm- Yes. Oh, yeah. I like, yeah, that's an interesting topic. We'll pull that up. So, this is as per uh, Elliot Friedman reporting it. So, usually he doesn't put his name on stuff that he doesn't think can be serious. So, the NHL considering move to the NFL style draft. So, meaning like, all the players show up still at the conference and the GMs uh, are all in their own buildings. Yeah. They're on their own buildings or offices and that, and they draft it and the commissioner goes up and says, okay, well the Buffalo bills select this guy. I'm guessing that's what happens in it. Yeah. I'm personally, and he comes up on stage. Personally, I'm all for that style of draft. Like, it doesn't make sense for all 32 teams to conjugate on one location for days on end. And it's it just gets so, so dry to watch. So the NFL is not... The NFL, the players are there. Yeah, so that's yeah. what it's saying. The players that's are there. That's what they're saying. The all the players be. would conjugate to that said spot. Yeah. But then the right. GMs wouldn't go all, all go no. in. It wouldn't be a... The GMs are there. So what what are we missing here then? What aren't we understanding? I don't know. I have to I have to read this article. Okay. Well, I I personally like it, Dustin. I don't know about you. So what is this? Well, I didn't know. I thought that's what I was saying that the NFL get theirs kind of that way. So that's what I thought too. But we're yeah, we're right. Canadian. We don't understand NFL. Yeah. Now, CF. No, I'm just kidding. I don't like that either. No. <laughs> so, where was this from? Did he just say this? It was Elliot Freeman. I think he did just say it. So then, what? How does the NFL do it then? Like the NFL goes to a city, they host it, mm-hmm. and then see. Okay, so maybe what he's considering in regards to the NHL NFL style is the way that they do it. The first night is just first round. Then the second day is rounds two and three. And then the third day is the re- is the final rounds of the draft. Maybe they could be doing it like that, yeah. So maybe that's what he's talking about. I'd have to see if he says if if this was posted anywhere, if he put it anywhere. Um, where did you find the image from? Probably Twitter. Was it on? Uh, was it on Twitter or was it on Instagram? It was on Instagram. It was from uh, on his uh, SDP, SDPN, I think it was. Well, well, while Scouse is looking that up, Dust, I got a question for you. It's Leaf centric, so with Nylander playing the way he has in the first two games, what do you think his contract is going to be if he keeps up the style of play and pace? I don't think he'll allow it to affect it, though. What's that? 
I think you have a set for Nylander. I think you still have, regardless of how he's playing. I think you have a set number for Willie. All right, what do you give Willie if you're signing him right now as the GM? I'm not giving them over eight and a half. I give him seven point five by five. If he wants seven, if he would take seven point five, I would give him eight. But that, that's what, I, I think that's a comfortable number. Seven point five over five years, or like for the next five years, I think that's a good number for him. Would he like he's earned it, but I'm thousand dollar raise though. Oh he yeah, you're right. Six point nine, right? Okay, so yeah, the eight eight point eight point one two for five. So eight point one two five, eight million one hundred twenty five thousand, perfect number yeah, right yeah. there. Or if he's like Crosby and them, give him eight point eight hundred, just under nine, but eight point eight. Eight point eight by eight, I would do. Yeah, I'd do that. You would sign for that. Yeah, I would do that. Eight point eight. If by you eight. can get him under nine, that'd be great. Yeah, and that's just being that little uh, players superstition shit, right? With the the numbers. And then I would give him a. Th- I would if he would sign for that. I would give him a full no movement clause. Full no movement, and if decided to move, he has the choice. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd have to waive it, right? Basically, yeah. I I'm surprised the Leafs never tried to pick up Alex for the Marlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex is a good player, minor league player. He can fit a bottom six, a bottom six role if needed, on an injury basis. See, I don't think I don't think Toronto's really like really cares at this point about their AHL team winning the championship. No, no, I'm talking bottom six for the Leafs. Like you have him just down there yeah. as a call up situation, right? You never know how good he could play with his brother too. Yeah. No, he. I think it would be a depth move if we were like he was on waivers. Obviously, we didn't pick him up, but I think it'd be a depth move because Alex Nylander is a good player, but not an NHL. He's fringe NHLer. You know what I mean? Like he's not. He doesn't belong in the show. Probably not. No. I mean, realistically, Michael didn't belong in the show either, but he still was there. I, I said what it. I said. That's okay. That's um, we can save that for next week, if anything. Nah. Um, sorry, Duster. We'll we'll have to figure this out. Um, yeah. I don't know. If you, is there any more topics you guys want to cover for tonight? No, I have nothing. See, we got it. We got okay. Yes. Wow, San Jose's up in Colorado right now. Anybody shocked at Tampa's first game on how well that goaltending was for them? Uh, I don't know. Like, they know. They know how to play when they have to play, right? Thank you, Mikey P, for all the cheers. Yeah, but they gave they just gave up six goals tonight. Did they, Did they lose tonight? Yeah, they lost six to four to Detroit. Oh, well. Oh, nice. Speaking of Detroit, Justin Hall did not crack the top six defensemen. I saw that. I think that's fucking hilarious. Former. Were they uh, surprised? No. 
former he didn't belong in our six either, but we was still there. Hmm. Former Leaf. Former Calder Cup champion, too. And look what that did for us. Yeah, it got, a, got us three years of fucking all in our top six. Top Fuck. six? He's in our top four. Yeah. Fuck. Pain. All righty. Well, I think that'll do for for this episode of Rinkside Chatter. Dusty, where can everybody find you? They can find me on X slash Twitter at McDuster705. You can get me a TikTok at McDuster705. Before I throw it over to Scowls, what's your controversial take in hockey this week? Controversial take? Yeah. What, what do you think is going to get people heated? Well, uh, there's already heat about Montreal with Jack Eye and Reeves, so maybe Reeves comes in and says something again. Okay. Or Chicago. Thanks, Mikey P. Scowls? Or actually, I'll... I'll... I'll, I'll go and then you can go. Uh, you can find me Monday nights on Off the Top Media, powered by Ribbit City Radio, with Sorry for the Interruption at 11 p.m., where me and Jacksbo don't give a fuck about interrupting your day. Uh, you can catch me on TikTok at that guy Shadow that 913 That's where I'm live. Or you can check out my shitty-ass content at thatguyshadow.91. And uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at that guy Shadow ninety one, where I just try to stir the pot as much as I can. And uh, my controversial take in the NHL this week is that the Edmonton Oilers are overrated. Oof! Just asking for those uh, Oilers fans in your mentions. Bring it, bitch. Go ahead, Scals. Take us home. So, I am Scals. Uh, you can find me here on Off the Top on either Twitch or YouTube. You can also find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Off the Top Media underscore. My controversial take is that at the end of next week, when we come back live on air, um, there are currently five. Six, seven, seven undefeated teams. Seven. Seven at wow. the moment. Seven. I, I think we will still have two of them, and they'll both be in the same division. Ooh. Ooh. All okay. right. That being said, I hope everybody has a great evening. Thank you for joining us on Ringside Chatter, and we'll see you again. Next week. Keep your sticks on the ice, motherfuckers.